Good morning and welcome to Sanctuary Worship this morning. If you are viewing us at 9 a.m., you may be a bit confused. Um, Hobson, our preschool, had to be quarantined this week and one of the knock-on effects of that was our communications director had to be quarantined. So we are doing one recording um, in order to try to stay as distant as possible but still have worship with you. So we want to share with you that we are continuing in our series, The Great Eight, requests and um, ideas that you've had for us for worship scripture, music, and Sunday school classes. Today, we are using a scripture that Bobby Wolford requested, and that will be our scripture in um, John chapter 16. And also two of our music pieces, Come Thou Fount and To God Be the Glory, they were requested by several of you. So now, let us worship God. call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. 
wait for the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord, we do wait for you with trust and with patience this morning. We pray that you will move your spirit among us and through us and out of us. We pray that as we worship you, you will realign our hearts and our minds. It is in your name that we offer this praise and this glory of who you are. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let 
promised at the beginning of John's Gospel that God sent the light into the world and that the light overcomes the darkness. We are grateful for that good news in our world and in our own lives and we confess now before God and one another those ways in which we have not fully lived in the light. Let us pray together. The prayer is printed on your screen. Mighty God, forgive me when I forget your power. Forgive me when I forget that your Son has conquered all powers and principalities. Forgive me when I live as if I don't know that Christ is King. Help me to find courage through him. Help me to stand firm because you are my foundation. It is in your name that I offer this prayer. Amen. Hear again the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world not to condemn the world, but to save it. His work in your life is not to condemn you, but to save you, to forgive you of your sin, and to set you on his path for your life. Know that you are forgiven, and now be at peace. Amen. Let's sing to God's glory. us pray. Oh God, your word is a light to our path. It is a lamp to our feet. Illuminate our way forward this day. Help us as we hear your word read and proclaimed to hear it as your holy word to us. It is in your name that we ask it. Amen. Our scripture, as I mentioned earlier, was a request from Bobby Wolford. 
It is John chapter 16. Jesus is speaking with his disciples. Beginning at verse 29. Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking plainly, not in any figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need have anyone question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? The hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have said this to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage, I have conquered the world. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This morning, I want to talk a few minutes about these things. This vase and this wooden box. And to talk about these things, I need to share with you a little bit about the relationship I had with my grandparents. My grandparents, um, there's no subtle way about it. They thought I had hung the moon. I was their only granddaughter, and they loved to introduce me to everyone they knew by saying, meet our favorite granddaughter. They thought that was hysterical. Like many family situations, it was my mom and my dad who had to feed and clothe, train and discipline and it was my grandparents who got to adore and enjoy. My grandparents taught me how to ride a bike with no training wheels. They taught me how to play croquet, and they taught me how to always make tapioca pudding when you made angel food cake so that the egg yolks and whites would all come out together. As I grew older, I knew that I wanted to give back to my grandparents at least a little piece of what they'd given to me. So one Christmas during college, I decided I wanted to pick a gift for them. Not just a gift that my mom had bought and I signed my name to, but one I gave them all on my own. Here was the problem though, I didn't have any money. <laughs> so I thought, and I thought, and I came up with this idea. I got a vase, and I got a wooden box, and I gave it to them. The vase was for my grandma and the box to my grandpa, and both were empty except for a note. And I don't remember exactly what the note said, but it was something like this. I wrote, I love you so much, and to show you my love each month, during the year to come, I'm going to fill this vase with flowers for you, Grandma. I'm going to fill this box with letters for you, Grandpa. Love your favorite granddaughter, Tasha. They loved it. I mean, when they opened their gifts, I could see I had done it. It was the perfect gift for them. Then, December became January, and I did not send flowers. December became January, and I did not send a letter. 
I don't even want to tell you this, but I didn't send anything. All year long, I did not send one thing. The vase, the box, they remained empty. Now, I, I can imagine and I hope that some of you are hearing this and you're saying to yourselves, you were just a kid. I'm sure your grandparents loved you anyway. They knew you through and through, and they wouldn't have held this against you. They wouldn't have wanted your guilt to block any path in your life. And for those of you who are thinking like that, I want you to hold that thought close. I want you to remember it so that you can pull up that feeling again because that is what Jesus is saying to you. That's how Jesus feels about you. This passage that I just read this morning, it was picked for us by Bobby Wolford. It, it comes at the very end of a very long last conversation Jesus has with his disciples. Right after this, he is arrested and then killed. And Jesus has spent the end of that long conversation telling his friends that they are going to disappoint him. More than disappoint, they are going to abandon him and forsake him, he says. They are going to let him down in the most elemental way they can. And then he tells them, I have said these things to you so that you may have peace. It seems a very strange way to get peace, to be told that you're going to fail ahead of time, so feel peace. But Jesus wants them to know that he knows who they are. He knows how they will fail, and he loves them anyway. He wants them to know that they shouldn't base their lives on their failures, even their failure on him. Instead, they should base their lives on, on his victory. They shouldn't try to find peace from within themselves, but they should find their peace from him. I share with you the story of the box and the vase because it's something I'm ashamed of. It is something I wish I could change, but I cannot. And I share it because all of us have a box and a vase in our lives. For some of us, that empty vase, it sits in the center of our lives because of how we failed someone we love, how we disappointed them, even grieved them. And for all of us, that empty box sits in the center of our lives because of the many times that we have failed in our love for Jesus. We have grieved him with our sin. We have grieved him with our disregard. We have grieved him with our failure to love. There they sit. There they sit. Our box and our vase, the failure in our lives much of which we wish we could change, but due to time and, and due to circumstance, we cannot. And when we cannot change it, 
they take over. Jesus tells his disciples at this very end, he says, in the world you will have tribulation. And in this particular case, in this very particular case, what he means by world is you. What he means is me. In our lives, we will face the trials of our own disappointments, the suffering of self-inflicted wounds. He has talked about trouble with the world at large in lots of other passages, including, if you remember, last week's that Phil preached on just one chapter before this, when Jesus said, because you don't belong to the world, the world will hate you. But here, here it is about the trial we put ourselves through. It is about the tribulation we suffer under because of we ourselves have done it and we cannot change it. This is about our own guilt and pressure and regret that is so hard to overcome and it easily moves to the center of our lives. Which is why the way this conversation ends with Jesus is the absolute best. He simply says, courage, I have conquered the world. Courage, I have conquered the world. Courage, not in yourself or by your own bootstraps, but courage because I have overcome this world. I have overcome even the world of your failures and your shame. Courage. This I here that he says, I have conquered, this I here is one of those emphatic eyes that we find in the Gospel of John. In other places where Jesus talks this way, we translate it as what we call an I am statement, like I am the good shepherd, or I am the way and the truth and the life. In those places, Jesus is not only saying what he is like, but he is saying who he is, because I am is also the name of God. In a similar way here, Jesus is doing the same thing. He basically says, take courage, I am. Take heart, I am God and I've got this. I've even got the worst you can do to yourself. I even have victory over that. If you'll only see. I don't know what the box and the vase are in your life, what failure or shame too often takes center stage for you. But I do know the work of Jesus Christ. I do know that in your baptism, he made you God's child, one of God's favorite children even. And I know that he marked you as his own forever. When he did that, he knew he was not working with a lot when he was working with you. <laughs> 
He knew he wasn't working with a lot when he was working with me. We're a lot like this vase, like this box, pretty empty on ability, but filled with regret. And God covered us anyway. God covered us anyway. In our baptism, God covered us. And God continues to cover us anyway. You were baptized into God's grace because he knew you through and through. Not only that, you were baptized into God's grace in spite of the fact that he knew you through and through. Do not let your failures be the center of your life. I know the box and the vase are there, but they only get the center of who you are if they are the reminder of what Christ has overcome. If they are the reminder for you that he has even overcome that. Nothing in this last conversation he has leads us to believe that we ourselves will overcome. We haven't, and we won't. In this life, we will continue to struggle and falter, but everything in this last conversation he has tells us that these things don't matter. What matters is that Christ has overcome them. Courage. I am. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you know us through and through. And in spite of this, you sent your only Son into the world to overcome the powers and principalities of darkness. Those powers and principalities that we see in the world and those powers and principalities within us. Give us courage, Lord not in ourselves, but in what Christ has done for us. We know that you love this world, the one you have created and you seek to redeem, and that even now you are sustaining. And so we pray for your world this day. We pray for all of those on the Gulf Coast, who have fled Hurricane Delta, who have been injured, who have lost their homes and livelihoods. Lord, we pray for them this day. We pray for all those who are struggling at this time struggling with illness during this pandemic, struggling with not enough money, 
not enough work, not enough peace in this pandemic. You are the Lord of all and the Prince of Peace. And so we offer our prayers to you for all who struggle this day, who need your peace. Lord, we pray even for ourselves. We know that you call us to be light and darkness, to be a city on a hill, to be salt in this world. And so often, Lord, we fall short. Renew us, restore us, fill us again so that we can be sent out as your children and in Christ's name. Lord, we pray even for ourselves. We offer this and all of our prayers in your precious name and together pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. During this time of offering, we pray that this gift of music will be a gift in your worship of God today.
May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you in the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once more into these doors. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you.